Hello everyone, welcome back to the Elvis and Elvis World Class Podcast. Um here with Elvis. Hi right, pal. And today's episode three, the long awaited episode. Um obviously again been a two week gap, we've left you waiting for two weeks. Um but we're back busy, now. aren't we? Yeah, pretty busy. busy. Yeah, what's been going on anyway? Well, quite a bit really. I mean we the last episode I thought well, it was a bit of a disaster. The last episode, in terms of when we first uploaded it, we were Pete and Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we was in a rush. We was in a rush. And um, when I first listened to it, I thought it was a bit long. Yeah. Um, But then um, I kind of listened to it a few more times and it reminded me of, have you heard of Blackstar by David Bowie? Uh, Funny enough, yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It reminded me of that because when I first listened to that, I thought, what's this crap here? Yeah, yeah. And then I listened to it a few more times, like four or five more times, and I realised that it wasn't mm. the song that was the problem. It was me. And, and I had to educate myself a bit more. In a way, it's like sometimes it, it's better to straight away not like something and yeah. sort of develop. Yeah, you've got to learn to like yeah, something. Yeah, and learn to and like something. to learn time, to like yeah. episode yeah. two. Yeah. Which yeah. I'd rather like people like, like it straight away and then think, I'm sick of this now. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. The more you listen to it, the more time you listen to it, the better it gets. Well, you know the album definitely maybe by Oasis. Yeah, I do know that album. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's, it's right. like when people say, "Oh, yeah, that's a good album," and that, right. and I say, "Which you know, which songs do you like?" People say, "Oh, I like uh, Live Forever." Yeah. I like um, Cigarettes and Alcohol. Yeah, good song. Yeah. People who actually know the album say, oh, "I like Track Number Two, Columbia, best." Mm. And I think Elvis and Elvis fans. Yeah. Real Elvis and Elvis fans in years to come will say, oh, I like episode two the best. Yeah, yeah. You know? That's the Columbia. Of, yeah, yeah. Of it the, is the Columbia yeah. of. And Columbia is quite a long song. And episode two episode is quite, two long. quite a long, yeah, long, yeah. long episode, really. Yeah. I mean, we're going to try and sort of. I mean, it's a, it's a big episode today, really, because I mean. That, it is a big episode because. Yeah, there's, um, you know, let's just say it's, it's going to be. Uh, well, Dream of Vision is going to be an uh, interesting one. Uh, I mean, I, we should say before last week, uh, obviously we, we had the conversation about the American man. Um, what we should say is we we never talk to each other. <laughs> well, we do talk to each other, but we we never talk to each other about um, what Dream we're going to talk about. Yeah, before. yeah. So we don't talk about Dream of Vision. We don't talk about Film of the Week. Um, and we don't really talk about Shark Face, to be honest. Um, but it, it is hard because. But um, Dream or Vision this week, from my own personal vision that I had, yeah. is going to be special. Yeah. And Shark Face is a proper episode this week. Last week was a, you know, it was a bit of a bridge between two scenes, wasn't it? Yeah, I was a bit worried when, in listening back to episode two, uh, I was a bit worried about Shark Face in a way because um, it was a pretty short one. Mm. Um, but it was it was well needed mm. in in yeah. terms of where the direction of the story. Shark Face fans will appreciate it this week yeah. because yeah. It, it's yeah. a proper episode. Yeah. And you know, I mean, I think we decided, didn't we, that we're going to create a compilation at the end of the yeah, at the end series. of the season. And that's yeah. not you, yeah. if you haven't listened to episodes one and two, you must go back and listen to it. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Pause this uh, now. Go back, go back. To get yeah. yourself caught up. Get yeah. yourself, you know. Bring it up on what we've been chatting about and that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, episode three is here. Um, it seems to me every episode we do, I'm excited for what we do next, really. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah and I'm sure the 
the people listening are the same. I am. Yeah, yeah. I think they must be thinking, you know, what are they going to come up with next? Yeah, absolutely. And I think the same, actually. It's like after today, because today mm. I can guarantee it's going to be so good. I'm not sure what we're going to do for episode four, but then it's almost like when this is done, yeah. we'll come up with Well, it was like episode one. Somewhere. I didn't know if it was going to be, episode two was going to be as good. And then it grew on me, mm. and then I, enjoy, I, I, I really like episode two. I'm really proud of it. Yeah, yeah, I am. Very yeah. proud of it. Yeah, it's a good piece So, of yeah, it's, it's, it's one of yeah. our finest works, uh, really. But um, I'll stand by it. Yeah, yeah so definitely. Um, I mean, do, would you like to get into the first segment? I, I, I think we should go straight into Dream I can feel there's sort of like a – I mean, obviously – People um, listening yeah. won't sense this, but there is sort yeah, of like some in the air today, there's, there's like a tension in the yeah. room for this dream of vision because yeah. there has been a few things said off camera, not about not about what it is going to be in the dream of vision, but well, that's how it's, groundbreaking it well, is. I've yeah. got a dream of vision which is unbelievable, and I've also got some information which I may or may not reveal today, right? And it's a game changer, this yeah. information. But should we go straight into dream of vision? Yeah, uh, my dream of vision is pretty groundbreaking as well. Right, I think. Right. So, well, we don't know who's going to go first now, but we'll yeah. start now. We'll do the music before we do that. Yeah, so, so yeah. ready? Ladies and gentlemen, dream, dream of vision. vision. Don't you understand, guys? If it's a dream or a vision. The jingle there gets better every week. So, uh, for dream or vision, obviously, as Elvis mentioned, um, it was hard to decide who to go first. So You'll just... never follow man. You will never be able to follow man. So I think that I should go second, but... You're quite insistent that yours is better, aren't you? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. So yeah. I'm going to do a coin toss. Yeah. Well, actually, it's actually not a coin toss. It's a well, we ain't note coins, toss. We didn't have any coins, so we yeah. should use a note. But we've got um, two £20 notes, and that's how Elvis and Elvis roll. Let the universe decide what happens in this episode. Yeah. So yeah, the universe will make the right decision. I mean, do you want to drop the, the note? Well, we've got, we've got a queen on one side. Yeah. And we've got some fella on the other. So, we'll so, say queen or some fella. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. you can call. Do you want to be queen or some fella? And and just to be clear, if you get it right, so if, I, if we do it and it's queen, and it comes up queen, you want to go second. Is that right? Yeah. That's I right. want to go that's second correct. as well, right? Yeah, so, that's correct. Yeah. So, if I win, I go second. If you win, you yeah. go second. Right, go so ahead. queen or some fella. Right, I'm going to go queen. Queen. It's Queen. The universe decided. I don't believe it. At the end that's of the day, bad. That's bad. at the end of the day, we put it down to the universe. Follow you won't be able to follow it. You, you won't be saying that when you wear mine. It's brilliant. Uh, honestly. <laughs> right, so I go first. Do you want to be set, sat in this chair? or Because you said to me you needed, maybe needed... The I will do, yeah. 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 So let's swap, yes. swap places. This is a first for the Elvis World Class Podcast. We can't get across how huge this is going to be. I mean, I would say I don't really know about it, but the way it's been spoke about to me this should be groundbreaking I reckon. it is it is groundbreaking so right yeah. okay so anyway what it was is um i was having my vision I'm, and i'm going to say vision from the office i'm not even going to say the word dream because this was a vision so it's without question no there's evidence there's scientific evidence that this was a vision right. and it was unbelievable and we're going to get a good hundred 
listens from purely the subject matter of this. But anyway, sure. What um, what it was is the in this vision, um, I was very aware that I was in the eighteen hundreds. Right, it's like Victorian times. Oh, did you know? Because everybody was dressed like Sherlock Holmes, uh, and it was like Victorian times. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Now there was only one thing that was a bit weird. And it was, um, and this happens to me a lot in my visions, is that I get driven from where I live to wherever I'm going. Mm. And I got driven. And was it like an old car, isn't it? Um, yeah, well, well, yeah, but not 1800s because there was no cars, was yeah, there? Yeah. But this was, uh, it was um, an 1880s Austin Rover, right. and um, which doesn't make sense for the time. But no. everybody, there was people in the car and we weren't speaking. They weren't sociable bunts or anything. But yeah, I sat yeah. in the car and there was all dressed like Sherlock Holmes and was driving over this thing. And anyhow, and th- I mean, this, this it's almost irrelevant. But what did happen was it was about six o'clock in the morning, which is late for me to have a vision. Normally I'm about four. Oh, so this isn't in the vision? No, no, this one. Monkey time. woke up and she's like, oh, I think I'm going to get up early and go to the shop. I was like, yeah, why well, I see you there. Yeah, yeah. And then... Um, Anyway, I, you know, like closed my eyes again, got straight back into it, which was a bonus. Yeah. Straight back into it. And um, I was in um, London, 1880s, right? Right. This is incredible. This is incredible. I'm checking as I'm Is this it. where Jack the Ripper is about? Well, ah, listen, yeah. Just listen. Yeah, yeah. Listen to uh, this. Yeah. This is unbelievable, okay. right? I was walking over a bridge, and it wasn't London Bridge or anything, it was just like a small bridge. And, um, oh, please don't tell me you think it. you know who Jack the Ripper is. Just listen, listen. Score, right? Elvis. I was walking. Jesus. I was walking over the bridge. I was walking over the bridge. It right? was borderline controversial last week. I was walking over the bridge, and um, it was only a little bridge, not London Bridge, not like that. It was just a little bridge. Walked over there, turned left, and started going back on myself, you know, to go under the bridge. Yeah. Went under the bridge, and there's this little room with a lamp on, right? And um, so I goes into it. And a really attractive French lady in there. Mm-hmm. Now, don't worry. Don't worry. Um, I mean, she was all in her Victorian clothes and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. there was like a real... Nice looking woman. Really attractive. There was like a real air of suspense, you know. Yeah. yeah. And so did I knew you, not to try any of my tricks. Did you sort of like those. think, you know, when you like went in? Did you, so you like went in there, you know, with the room, with the... Lamp, did you go? Yeah, yeah, I just went in. I saw the lamp so straight away when she was like, What's going on in here? Yeah, I was, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I knew not to try any of my tricks and I knew it was a serious situation. I mean, you know, it was a really attractive French lady, yeah. And she goes to me, um, she goes, Oh, um, I can't remember the exact words, but she said something along the lines of, There's a situation going on in France, right? Mm. And it's going to cripple everybody financially, and you've got to help us, you've got to help us get the word out. Mm. And I was like, Oh, wow. Yeah, of course I will. I mean, she was real attractive, yeah, well, you know. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, yeah, definitely. And then what happened was, and this was weird, is um, out the shadows, because it was just a lamp which covered so far, out the shadows come this bloke, right? This bloke walked out the shadows. And he was only a frail little fella. He yeah. wasn't want out scary, you know, but he had a real impish face, really impish, mm. and a big moustache, right? right? And he walked out. And um, as he walked out, Absolute terror came over me and came over the attractive French woman as well. Real terror. And he goes, And have um, you, you ever seen this person? Can you remember no. what this person looked like? Oh, yeah, 100%. And you'll find out. Right, you'll find out. This is why this is conclusive proof that this is a vision. Right. And he come out and he goes, um, I think we'll keep quiet about the French situation and we'll all do just fine. 
And because we were both terrified, I was like, oh, like I nodded my head in that. Mm. And he walked backwards into the shadows again. And as he did that, you sort of guessed it earlier. I said, well, I didn't say in my head, I went, that was Jack the Ripper, right? Saw his face clearly, impish face, impish face, massive moustache. And I woke up and I was like, right, I need to use this information that I've got. Financial situation in France. I've seen his face and I need to find this guy. And this will be unbelievable. A monkey went on this journey with me at the same time. And it was, it's incredible. Wait until you do this. So I woke up, got the old, um, you know, world class. Laptop. Well, uh, actually, it was a world-class supercomputer, oh, yeah. right? I started doing a bit of searching. So I, I went with the information that I had, which was finances in France, and right. Jack the Ripper was 1888. Right. So check this out, right? Typed in France. I'm getting worried about these uh, dream origins. 1888. You can see what I've searched anyway. Right. France, 1888. Yeah. Click on that, Wikipedia, right? And it looked at events, and there was now really going on. I was like, there's no, now good there, but... Like I clicked on this bloke. Oh, going? Yeah, going? it's not him though. He's got a big mustache, but I clicked yeah. on him because that sort of stuck out. Um, yeah, right, yeah, he looks right. If the fans want to do it, it's George George's Ernest Boulanger. And if you click on it, he's got a big mustache and a beard. And he did something. That's probably how it's pronounced. As well. He took over the French Parliament or something, and that stuck yeah. out to me. So I thought, well, that's not him. That's not him. But I'm going to read the article and see if anything sticks out to me. Mm-hmm. So what I did is I started reading it down. You're not going to read it on that page. No, no, no. Right. I was looking for, um, you know, like names, what might stick out. All right. And um, there we go. Lady Randolph Churchill, as in Winston Churchill's mother, right? Oh. So I clicked on that. Like London. Just, that. just because, yeah, just because it stuck out, right? Lady Randolph Churchill, the wife of Lord Randolph Churchill. Now, you are not going to believe this. Impish face, right? And a moustache. Clicked on that. That was the guy who I saw, right? That was the guy in my dream. Now, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. And by the way, you can't liable the dead, so don't worry. Listen to this, right? Elvis. What's his job? Chancellor of the Exchequer. Finances. Right. Finances. Uh, France. Right. Now, um, I started reading a bit about it. And what it is, it turns out that he did, it, apparently he had syphilis, which makes you a bit mad. And he got syphilis from a prostitute. So, you know, he might have had a bit of a grudge against prostitutes. And apparently his missus, um, Churchill's mother, was a right goer. Right. And um, she was meant to be having it away, you know, with um, Edward Seventh and stuff. Oh, yeah. So um, they don't even know if he was Churchill's father, really. But, you know, all circumstantial. Yeah, yeah. And then listen to this. I went down and listened to personality and reputation, right? Um, somebody described him. His nervous system was always tense and highly strung. He seems to have no knowledge of men, no consideration for their feelings, no give and take. In congeliance, in whatever that word is, society, his conversation was wholly delightful. He would display <clears throat> mastery, pleasantry. What does that sound like? Psychopath. He would then display his mastery. mastery he has no knowledge of men, no consideration of their feelings, no give and take. But in company, he was wholly delightful. He's a classic psychopath. Yeah, right. I don't want to be mates with him. So you've got to admit, you've got to admit, right, at this point, I'm thinking, right, he's a classic psychopath. He's got reason to hurt, you know, like, because he got syphilis or whatever. He's a bit yeah, mad because yeah. syphilis makes him mad. So I'm thinking he's a good suspect. Monkey was doing this with me, and she goes, oh, well, hang on. She goes, what about medical knowledge? Because they say Jack the Ripper 
was yeah, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, cut um, the. So I started searching for Lord Randolph Churchill, you know, to see if he was a surgeon at any point, or if he had any medical knowledge yeah. or anything like that, and I couldn't find anything. Even yeah. if he attended those public vivisections they used to do, where the, you know, where they used to watch him take the organs out, oh, and yeah. Yeah. couldn't do it. And then I thought, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to search for Lord Randolph Churchill, Jack the Ripper, right. He's got a page on the Jack the Ripper case book because he was a suspect. And John Hamer wrote, Jack the Ripper was Winston Churchill's father. How about that? Bloody hell. That is different gravy, isn't it? That is a vision. Yeah. That is a vision. You've got to admit. It's controversial, though. It is controversial, but it, that that's conclusive proof. I mean, I'm getting worried, to be honest. Well, I know I'm getting a lot of serial killers. going to get sued any day now. I, mean, I know. Got, I last know. week it was bloody. No, the, the dead cat suit, yeah. Cat suit, yeah. Last week it was bloody. Egg, you know. Oh, but do you know why he was? Do you know why he was? I'll tell you. Have you seen the movie from Hell by um, Char uh, Charlie Depp? What's his name? Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you seen that film? He's in a bit of trouble at the moment, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. It's about that. What is yeah. it? Can't remember. Hmm. Uh, no, I'm any good? Yeah, it's real good. And this is the old thing. It was that the Masons like did it. Stopping in a can. The Masons did it, and um, apparently, this Lord Randolph Churchill, he was ahead of the Masons at the time, and so he didn't actually physically do the killings. Now, are you sure? He organised it. Look, you can get see it there. Get a photo of him. Get a photo of him. Um, I'll do that. That was the impish face I saw. I, that no, is the no face question. You saw. Yeah, hundred percent impish face. That's what I said. There's absolutely no question in my mind that is who came out. And he said about finances. Mm. This is a vision. This is a documented vision on our podcast. Pretty amazing, that, isn't it? I think it is. I, I think it is pretty amazing to be fair because mm. the fact he's actually got a case. About... Exactly. I had no idea. I've never even heard of him yeah. before. Never heard of him. Things. It makes this sense. This is the apex I mean, of it's... dream vision. There's no way you're going to follow this. I mean, it's just controversial, man. It's not crazy, then. It is controversial, but I can't. So that's, I mean, definitely a vision then. Definitely a vision. There's no two ways about it. There's no explanation. Lord Randolph Churchill was, and I'm not saying he was the one with the knife in his hand. No, you're not saying he was. No, he was the one who organised it. I'm telling you, that was the guy in in the vision. That was it. So it's a fact. You ready for mine? You'll never follow that. There's no way you've got anything that can follow that. Go on. I'll prove you on. Mm. Right? Had a dream and that, as always. Mm. So, sat there. I was in, like, a classroom, right? And anyway, this teacher, who I knew from school, mm. she was, like, doing the lesson. Mm. And she looks at me, right? And she goes... I'm hairy. What? <laughs> she says, looks at me and goes, I'm hairy. That's a bit weird, isn't it? Yeah. Oh. Too much information, really. Mm. Anyway, I look away, look back. She's got a beard. What? And it's still hair? Yeah. And was she a real teacher? Have you seen yeah, yeah, that? yeah, yeah. And then? Attractive? Yeah, she's all right. With the beard, still attractive. Um, maybe not with the beard. Mm. Um, anyway, yeah, she had a beard, 
And then the beard disappeared. Bit of a random. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Beard disappeared. The beard disappeared in front of my in front of my eyes. And that's it. <laughs> what do you think about that then? Don't know, but that's weird, that isn't it? This is why I should have gone second. You see, because I don't, I don't know what you. I don't know what the is there any kind of no, no, no. questions about yeah, it? yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I just thought that's weird, and like I thought, like as well. I've got to say that's a bit of a letdown considering how how much you built that up and that you had to go. Second. Yeah, but like it's weird. I, I mean, she was like, "I'm hairy," and then like a beard appeared. Another arm. Well, it's the same round you did before. No, I said the, the beard. beard disappeared. Oh, yeah, yeah. Beard, 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 beard. The beard appeared. The beard Actually, you could have like a first album called The Beard Appeared. Yeah, the second album called The Beard Disappeared. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did that, yeah. But uh, as, as for this dream, I have no idea. No, but like, what, what I thought it was. What I thought, like, I have no idea. Where I'm going with it is I thought, yeah. it's weird how she. For someone who said to me last week that you've got two or three seasons worth of Dream or Visions, like written down. Yeah, That's the best off. one that you've come up with. That is awful. But what I don't, I don't understand where you're going with it. Well, like it's just weird how like the woman, mm. right? Yeah, she was like, "Oh, I'm hairy and a beard." Like as I turned away, the beard just appeared on her face. Now, never round, not same round, but same round. Um, I thought, where did that come from? Did my mind make that beard? Third album could be called Beard Was Weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You could have a number of uh I think, yeah, you, your mind did make that beard appear. Um, bit weird, though, that. It is weird, but well, it's not even weird. I mean, look at man. I sold Jack the Ripper in man. Right? Yeah. And I don't even know what yours is. It's just like, a bit weird, isn't it? Well, it's a bit weird, but I feel real deflated now. Like, I've sold Jack the Ripper, and your teacher got a beard. And then it went again, did it? Yeah, yeah it disappeared. It went. Yeah, the beard disappeared. But it's like, is that my mind that's making the beard yes. disappear? Yep. <laughs> Quite honestly, yes. That's it. That's it. There's no mystery to yours. There's no layers to it. There's no anything. But, like, it was real weird when she just went... I'm hairy. I was like, what, what are you on about? Now, if I made that beard with my mind, yeah. I'll have known she was having a beard. I don't know that. But I didn't. Just turned away, looked at that back, and she had a beard. Yeah, because your mind What's decided going on there? at that point. What's going on there? Your mind decided at that point to give her a beard. As the I said to you last week, you look at the painting, I'll go painting it. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. Now, well, who where did the beard? Who painted Van? We've still got his face on the screen. I mean, look at him. Impish. Yeah, it's Who painted that? Who painted that? What? That actual... Somebody's giving me information about unsolved crimes. And, um... I, don't... I mean, why you? Baffles me. Again, the same thing with the Frank's and Archer thing. Yeah. I yeah. don't understand. In in two weeks, well, that's not even someone's gone. Someone's gone. Yeah. I'll tell you what. We'll um, talk to Elvis. We'll reach him in his dreams. We'll, we'll tell him about Frank Sinatra's death. Because that's weird. And we'll tell him about Lord Rand Randolph Churchill. He's something to do with Jack the Ripper. He was Jack the Ripper. He was the right, man he behind was Jack, Jack the Ripper. Right. I, I'm of absolute certainty of that. 
Anyway, do you want to know the other information I've got? Like some game-changing information. Yeah, yeah, go on then, yeah. What it was is, um, you know, like how I'm like a real interesting person and like well-rounded and all that. And part of the reason is because I like extensively study different cultures. Yeah. And different journals and that. Yeah, yeah. I was looking at my journals this week, right, about, um, I'm going to say native Australians because you never know what to call them nowadays. It's, yeah. It's it's, you don't so know native, yeah. Native Australians. Now, what it was is uh, there was this native Australian lady and I was looking at it completely somewhat unrelated. And um, there was on about these native Australians that put a real lot of um, value in dream time. Right. Call it. Is it dream time? Yeah, I think it's, they call it dream time. Now, what they think is that the real world is dream time and that this is a place we just visit. So what they do is they dip back into dream time now and again, you know, to go yeah. to... If they, if they need, have any problems, they'd be paying a bit like what I do when I just have a kit. Right. And she goes, oh, what we do is, uh, these native Australians, if we want to access Dreamtime, have a spoonful of raw honey before you go to bed. Right? Right. I tried it. And I'm not going to reveal what happened because I'm going to save it for a future episode and we're in time on this. Was but it crazy? believe me, right, that's the game changer. You have to try it. Right. I've got some raw honey downstairs because I can't do it now because I'm on keto again. I have to lend it. Well, you can borrow it. Yeah, I just said lend it. Same thing. Isn't it? You're not going to lend it to me, are you? I'll, you can oh, borrow right. it off me. I I will lend it to you. Yeah, right, yeah you can, and you'll lend it yeah. to me. Then. And honestly, take a spoonful of it, and I'm going to save what happened. And uh, the Jack the Ripper one wasn't on honey, mm. but I have had an experience with it, and it is mental. Honestly, it's mental. It's it's not even dream or vision. It is no. It's it's interesting. The thing about the dream world is the actual world, but this is just like yeah, thingy mm. whatever. What I'd say is, if this isn't the actual world, how come we're spending more time in it? That doesn't yeah, make sense. Yeah, because again, it goes into something I don't want to reveal right now. But when I had my honey trip, let's just say. Oh, yeah. I was there for about three days. Three days, is it? Seriously. In? Yeah, yeah. I was there for about three days. No, no, in there. And no, no. Here, oh. it was just a few hours. Oh, right. But in there, it's like a different concept of time because right. I proved tonight that time is in the be in the hands of the observer. Yeah, yeah, you did that. You know? yeah. And so that's how it works when you're over that side of things. Mm. And um, yeah, so I'll get you some raw honey. I've got some downstairs. I'm a bit weirded out by that because I've seen that before. I don't know where, but I've seen that somewhere. Might have been in the vision. It might have come to you when. What you mean? Well, I've seen the audience. Are, the audience are going to know by even pointing. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. He's pointing Thank at Lord you. Randolph Churchill. Out, um, photo of Lord Randolph Churchill. He looks very familiar. Yeah. Why did it close it? Because I don't like yeah. look of him. Yeah. A bit weird. I don't like look of him at all. Well, I don't. He, he was clearly. Do you have a weird hairstyle. Really? Yeah, and an impish face. What do you call that? What hairstyle would you call? Well, I know what they call it at school, but well, um, maybe we won't go into that. No, well, that's controversial. Yeah. Not really, this hasn't been controversial so far. Well, successful female vision? Well, mine was definitely a vision. No question. Scientifically proved mm. with research. Yours, I don't know what to call it. Once again. But, well, yeah, but I, I think it's still interesting, though, don't you? No. Play the jingle. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that.
I haven't got my bloody jingle ready. Oh no! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Well everyone, that was Dream All Vision uh, in episode 3 of the World Class Elvis and Elvis podcast. Now it's time for the continuation of Sharkface, the and third episode. Well, it's the third episode, isn't it? So mm-hmm. if people haven't, if this is your first episode of the Elvis and Elvis World Class podcast, then what you're doing? It, it's definitely yeah, well, yeah. It's definitely worth worth going back and listening to episodes one definitely, and two. Yeah. Well, and I would say that um, people who've listened to one and two are probably like thinking, "Oh, what's this shark face about?" You know? Yeah, it's not really. I mean, we've just sort of the I mean, the first two episodes of this is just sort of laying the foundations. Mm. Mm. Whereas this is the episode we sort of left you with a, a quite a short one. Uh, but this episode, this is where Sharkface really comes into its own, it, and it's all things start, start to, to happen. Yeah, it, it's yeah. starting to kick off in this in this episode, right. so it's going to be a good. One. And so, as a very brief summary for those, and I feel a bit, we shouldn't really give a brief summary for those who can't bother to listen to it. You know, you know, you should go listen to it. Though, oh, definitely, yeah, because then you'll get the detail. Yeah, but as an overview, Pete. Well, there's this guy called Pete, Pete. Lancaster. Yeah. And he had a brother called Tony, and there was like adventurers and that. Yeah. And uh, they went to a uh, desert know. island off the coast of Miami yeah, to go look for a relic of the Sea King. Mm-hmm. And uh, they found it, and they got attacked by this. Um, Two woobies. Yeah, they found the woobies, and they got attacked by this shark man thing, didn't they? Like a bloke yeah, yeah, who okay. had a head of a shark. Yeah. And then Tony, the brother, shot him, and he disappeared. And then um, they, they went home. Everyone was laughing about laughing about it and didn't believe yeah, him. Yeah. And Tony, unfortunately, got involved in the underworld, started making crystal meth, um, and then ended up murdered down a alley. An alley, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. which is a shame. Yeah. And um, and Pete, he's taken to the bottle. Yeah, uh, he's a bit, a bit like, of a booze out now. A bit um, depressed than that, really. And and really, that that's kind of really what we've done there is we've set the backstory. Yeah, and this is the main story starting. Now. This is where it kicks in. We're yeah. going to overdrive in this episode. It's going to be a good one. Want to get straight into it? Um, yeah, I think so. Why not? Yeah. Well, everyone, um, as we say, if you haven't listened to Sharkface, if this is your first time, pause this. Go listen to Sharkface episode one, episode two. This is where it's going to kick in, and this is where. You're going to be stunned by what's going to be said today. Mm. Everyone, ladies and gentlemen, shark face. The year is 2020. In the time that has passed, Sharkface Island has become somewhat of a party destination for bikini-clad babes enjoying their spring break. Sharkface memorabilia selling wildly. Masks, t-shirts and shark-themed cocktails, the order of the day. A phone rings. A much maligned, bearded, and somewhat dishevelled Pete Lancaster answers. A half bottle of empty, a half bottle of whiskey by his side. A cheerful tour operator named Wade introduces himself, informing the downtrodden Pete that the tenth anniversary was approaching. Pete responds angrily, Ten years since my life was ruined. It's nothing to celebrate." However, 
Wade soon persuades him with the offer of much needed cash and the promise of all he can drink. Pete reluctantly, Pete reluctant but clean shaven and looking much better than he has done since losing his dear brother, boards the party boat as they set off to the destination. Sitting shyly in the corner, nursing his whiskey, he is approached by an attractive female doctor, doctor, Ashley. Pete is pleasantly surprised by Ashley's compassion. She seems the only person to open a conversation with anything other than the now mythical beast he had encountered. For the first time in 10 years, Pete feels he is no longer alone. Pete stands on the top deck of the party boat and watches the nightmare island coming over the horizon. He's shaking, his body feeling weak. Out of nowhere, he jumps in shock as an intoxicated, arrogant young man, Riley, appears out of nowhere wearing a cheap, rubber, shark face mask, much to the amusement of the carefree spring breakers. Pete grabs him, throwing Riley to the floor, raising his fist. Fortunately, Ashley steps in, preventing the conflict from progressing. No, Pete, it's not worth it, says Ashley. They arrive at the island and the real party begins. As darkness falls, the party goes on long into the night. However, Pete and Ashley sit talking around a campfire. The ever-understanding Ashley senses Pete's anxiety about the talk he has to conduct in the morning. As the morning comes, the group prepare their backpacks to enter the mysterious jungle. As Pete leads the tour ever deeper into the thickening growth, each step reminds him of the terror that he encountered 10 years ago to the day. His concentration is broken by the increasingly annoying Riley, once again acting the clown. Pete notices something strangely familiar. Riley is prancing around with a brown leather hat, the same hat Pete lost prior to the attack 10 years ago. Pete again confronts Riley, snatching back his beloved headwear. Give me that, you little punk, says Pete. The hat still fits perfectly. Somehow, Pete feels more at home. Two hours in, a clearing appears. A large crystal blue lagoon surrounded by rocky ledges looks the perfect place for some fun. The spring breakers charge towards the cool water excitedly and the park begins. Pete and Ashley sit watching the youngsters diving freely from the cliffs, dancing and having a great time. Ashley strips to her bikini and asks Pete if he would like to join her. Pete declines as he's suddenly feeling awfully tired. He places his hat over his face and lays back to relax. Ashley jogs over to the fun. Johnny and his girlfriend Alex are petting in the cool water, watching their friends taking turns to dive from the high rocky peaks. Alex dares Johnny to join them. Never the surest of swimmers, Johnny reluctantly agrees. Johnny makes his way to the summit and peeks over the edge. He sees the beautiful Alex clapping all his friends cheering him on he takes several steps backwards a long deep breath preparing for the mighty jump he hears a low but distinctive rumbling growl he turns and pushes aside some foliage then suddenly teeth alex awaits her beloved johnny in anticipation looking forward to his muscular physique cutting through the clear water of the rocky lagoon as time passes, her breathing slows. She clutches her hands together, becoming increasingly nervous as Johnny fails to show. Then suddenly, a figure appears flopping clumsily from the summit and crashing into the blue before her. Worried by Johnny's less than impressive swimming resume, she wades over to ensure his safety. She proceeds with such concern she barely notices Riley's childish taunts. As a trained medical professional, Ashley instantly recognises that Johnny's face down demeanour means something is not quite right. 
Alex, now frantic with worry, prepares herself to administer the kiss of life. She flips Johnny's limp, lifeless body, only to discover his once perfect pout was nothing more than a mangled melee of torn and broken flesh. She screams, ah! her hands covered in blood, looking to the sky. Why, Johnny? Why? Ashley clutches Alex, tearing her away from the carnage before her. The ensuing commotion suddenly awakens Pete. He discards his trusted trilby, removing his shirt and diving into the deep. Approaching Ashley with haste, he assists with consoling Alex before examining the corpse. Corpse. For some reason, the scene is all too familiar, and the first thought that crosses his mind was that of his own brother, Tony. The terrified teens reflect on the shocking events of minutes gone by. Ashley and Pete attempt to bring order to the chaos. It's suggested they make an immediate return to HQ. Well, everyone, that was Shark Face, uh, episode three. Obviously, an intense, yeah. intense episode there. I'm sure you'll all agree it's kicking off a bit now. Yeah, it is, yeah. This is this is where we're going to start to get some yeah. traction on this podcast, I think, because people are dying. Yeah, to know we, we've ramped it up. It's, it's ramping up another gear. Uh, believe me, Shark Face, we've got three episodes left of it, and it just gets better and better and better. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it's it one, one of my, yeah. well, probably the greatest achievement. Really, uh, um, except for maybe the yeah. podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we've written quite a lot of good yeah, scripts, yeah. Good but scripts it's it, brilliant, yeah. brilliant scripts. Can't wait for yeah. it to be out in the world and it's in entirety. And yeah. what I think probably a lot of our listeners don't understand because they're not writers like us. Yeah. Or, well, some of them might be. I don't know. But Shit. It, when when you're a script writer, it's quite difficult to translate it to radio, which is oh, effectively what we're doing. Yeah, it's, it's not an easy thing. Yeah. And uh, you know, there are certain elements of it which we've struggled with. But I think we've done a well-class job with it, to be quite honest. I think we've done a... It, it's it's yeah, coming off really well. Exceptional job. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to... Well, I'm not looking forward, actually. I'm looking at season two now with a bit of dread because I, I'm looking at our scripts that we've got, all brilliant stories, mm. but how on earth are we going to adapt them to radio? And, oh, I'm sure we'll figure it out. I mean, we yeah, always get there in the end. I yeah, mean, that's it. Yeah. But it's not easy. Don't get me wrong. If someone, But if someone said... Oh, yeah, you're gonna do a podcast and that. Mm. It's gonna be an easy run. Yeah, yeah. Won't we'll, we'll be after fun. Well, so. no, that's it. I mean, if it was easy to make a world class podcast, everybody would be doing it. But it's just us that's doing it. Exactly. So, exactly. You know, gonna take that. And you know, you'll all be listening, thinking, "Well, this is easy. I could do this." Well, no, you, you couldn't. Can't. Yeah, you couldn't. Can't. No chance. Couldn't. No chance. I don't know anybody else that could do this. I couldn't. Uh, I don't know anybody else that would. That's true. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know actually anyone else who has the time. No. Um, jokes on then. Yeah, that's what I'd say. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So, should we get into the final? Yeah. Oh, segment well, yeah. The... We're going to go to film of the week then. Yeah, yeah. Final segment of the episode. Uh, it's film of the week. Well, uh, as always. Um, do you want me the... to go first or what? Um. Yeah. Two, yeah. Yeah. I usually go first, don't I? I'll yeah, go first on film of the week. Um, I've been watching a lot of courtroom dramas. So another series then? You've yet no. to do a film. Yeah, well, I'm doing a film today. Actually, oh, yeah. No, no, I've watched now book films this week. I've watched a series. Oh, um, I've watched a few courtroom dramas, which was good. Yeah. I watched um, one called Summit Fear with Richard Gere, and it was quite good. On it with a rhyming today. Yeah, I know, yeah, yeah. Summit that was Fear. good. Yeah, Is yeah. that the actual name, Summit Fear? Um... What it's called now, something oh, primal, just fear something or primal fear, maybe. Uh, this is my honourable mention. This is what I'm reviewing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the reason I want to want to say it is that because 
You know how I really don't compliment actors very much, do I? Because as a writer, uh, yeah. Critic. I see actors as talking props. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't have a lot of respect for mm. them. Um, well, I do some of them, but you know. Mm. Uh, anyway, in this prime fee, whatever it was called, Edward Norton plays a bloody good role. I think he's a good actor. He is a good actor. And it's a good film. It mm. is a good film. And it's worth watching. Underrated, Edward Norton. Yeah, yeah. This is real good. I mean, Fight Club. It's, it's a courtroom drama, and it also goes into like multiple personalities and all that lot. Uh, right. So it was quite interesting. But that's not what I'm reviewing. I'm reviewing some else. But, uh, so I just wanted to say to the millions of fans, go watch that. Watch. It's called Summit Fear, and it's got Richard Gere. You can't go wrong because it rams. Rams, too. Uh, so search Fear Gear. Fear Gear. Norton. That's what and I'm it's good. And I watched Fear another, Gear, Norton. I watched another courtroom drama with Matthew McConaughey, and it, it wasn't as good. He's it wasn't as good, but it won't bad. But anyway, the one I'm... I'm not sure about Matthew McConaughey, because it's, um, it's that all right, all right, all right thing, you know what I mean? I think that's yeah. a little overdone. Well, do you know what I mean? I'll, I'll tell you something about him. In a bit like, I think it's the way, you know, when we talk about wrestling, mm. and I mean, for some people who, you know, aren't interested in wrestling, basically, yeah. sometimes there's wrestlers who sort of have a gimmick in which they'll come, up, come out and perform mm. basically the same thing every week. And sometimes that gets tiring. Do you know what yeah, I mean? It's the yeah, same yeah, thing. Yeah. It's the same thing yeah. every week. Not like the, the podcast. And McConaughey's gimmicks getting old. Yeah, it's different. Yeah, and, and I think the all right, all right, all right thing. Mm. He's had its time. Well, I actually, on. I Move hated on. him. I hated him. Right. Um, I, I really did, yeah. If you'd have asked me 10 years ago, who's your worst actor? I'd have said Matthew McConaughey. Without, without even that. pausing, I'd have said it. Yeah. But then he did that Is thing that called... Man? No, it's that one's yours. Oh. Yeah, he did that thing called True Detective, and I thought he was pretty good in that. Ah, yeah, yeah. And then I sort so of had a bit more uh, Woody Wilson. Yeah, he was, yeah, with him. Mm. Yeah, and that was really good. It was really good. And um, he did a good job in that. And so yeah, I gave him a good chance. And then I've sort of liked him since. But, yeah, he's in some courtroom drama. I can't remember what it's called. Yes, I can. It's called The Lincoln Lawyer. Mm. And it's, oh, I've heard of that. It's all right. Yeah, that's what I say. It's not like, seen it, but there. Yeah. Well, the reason I've been watching loads of courtroom dramas is because once you watch one, Netflix like says, "Oh, if you like that, you'll like this." Just watch that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and so yeah. you, can't, you can sort of watch the same film on. Yeah, yeah. But this isn't a courtroom drama. What I'm going to um, one that you film? Have you no, 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 no. I've got another review. It's you was making me go on about it. Yeah, yeah it's called Sinister. Uh, the is it a horror? Yeah. Um, Supposed to be, yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. I answer. I've, I've, maybe, I think I've seen the first maybe bit of it and then I thought fell asleep or something. But well, I've got yeah, a new I've rating really system, I've got a new rating system which I'm going to bring in. Oh, that's pretty And yeah, It was this film break. which inspired me because it's got well, I'll get, I'll get to it. And anyway, the film's about this fella, hmm. and um, he's a writer, What's like this. I think he's called Ethan Hunt. Pretty sure that's the one out on Mission Impossible. Ethan, you know about the actor? No, the, well, just the character. Oh, I don't know what it's called. No, I'm not about the actor. It's called Ethan. Ethan Hunt's Mission Impossible, isn't it? I don't know. Google, <laughs> it's Ethan Summer. Ethan. Oh, yeah. I'm sure his name's Ethan. He's an actor. Don't matter. Let's call him Ethan Hunt. All right. Right. So Hawk! Oh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's definitely it. Yeah. Hawk. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's him. Yeah, that is him. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely him. Yeah. Anyway, I've seen him in a film, it was crap. But go on. Well, it might have been this. It depends which part you watch, and that's where I'll come to the rating. Well, that's not good. Um, Yeah, he's um, he's a writer. Oh, right. What? Ethan Hawke, or the actual character is? The character. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. He's he's a writer. Go on. Now, he's, he's he's a true. True crime writer, so he's not like imaginative like what we are. He don't make his own stories up, but he writes. You know, I'll still got so many. He cheats so a bit. Then. I respect him more than somebody who doesn't write at all. That's true. Yeah. But I don't respect him as much as I respect me and you. Yeah, you know. But in any case, he's like riding the bike, but he's got stabilizers on. Yeah, or an yeah, engine. Yeah. Or something. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, like an electric bike. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, he he produces the movement but doesn't necessarily pedal in itself. We take the bins out, do like a little dance or whatever, do it real yeah, yeah. amazingly. Yeah. He just rolls it out, puts it out. Mm. But in any case, he's, he's this true crime writer. And he's, he's written this book like 10 years prior to when the film was made. And um, it was a massive hit. And everybody loved it. What, the film? No, the book that he'd written. Oh. In the film, he'd written a book. Oh, right, yeah. It was a bestseller. And oh, yeah. It was like, oh, yeah, it's real good. Then... Uh, five years prior to the film, mm. it released like another book, and um, it 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 was about another serial killer, and um, it postulated a theory, which was incorrect, and so I can't remember if like an innocent man went free or oh no that got no an innocent man got locked up or the killer got you know yeah. anyway his reputation was gone, and so he needs to get another big hit. Yeah. Now when he's writing, he um, he likes to immerse himself. And so he moves into the area um, of the to serial really, yeah, where and, and so he's got his eye on this story. Yeah. And it's like an unsold murder. And there was this family, an house, and they all got is it hanged, I believe is the word. Hung? Hung. No, I think it's hanged. It's a weird one, but the whole family got hanged, except for the youngest daughter, and she was missing, right? And so this had happened and it had never been solved. So he moves into the area and um like he gets really involved with it, and his wife, as they're moving into the house, his, his wife goes, Oh, I don't want it to turn out like last time. I don't want you to get obsessed again. She goes, And I don't want to know anything about it. Just tell me we're not moving two or three doors down from the bed or house. And he goes to her, I promise you that's not the case. Well, as soon as he says that, you know what's going on. Ah, uh, but I know what's going on. What do you think's going on? He's not moving two or three doors no. from it. He's, He's moving, moving in into, into yeah. the bed house. Yeah. Bit so cheeky, that, though. It is, yeah. Yeah. I don't think his wife would be very happy about that. Little well, bit she's not when she finds out a bit later on. A bit cheeky, that. Anyway, yeah. if, if in my opinion. He goes up in the um, loft. What do Americans call the loft? Attic. Attic? Yeah, it goes up into the attic mm. or loft for our American fans. I'm sure there's no American fans because I can't understand this accent. I'm sure. I mean, Actually, but... I've seen the snaps. Oh, yeah, there, there has been a few yeah. visits. And no one's bothered on clicking it. on it. But... Oh, no right, one's bothered okay. pressing play. Well, if you are in America, it's a lovely place. Just seeing there, um, Ethan Hawke. Yeah. Because um, the people... Uma Thurman. Uma Thurman. Yeah, I never knew that. She has, she has big feet. Is that the one out of... Um... Kill Bill. Yeah. Yeah, she has big feet. Yeah, and that's why she's like moving her toes and that. And yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was tripping over. Anyway, yeah, she goes up in the attic a lot. Oh, yeah, the attic. Yeah. Yeah. And he's looking around and he's like, oh, what's that? Metal box. So he goes up to it, opens it up. It's like um, a cine camera, you know, an old cine camera. Cine film. camera. Cine oh, film, like, like old-fashioned yeah, yeah, yeah. film things. Looking at it, he's like, oh, what's this? And looking at the labels on it, it's like family barbecue, um, dip in the pool, mm-hmm. family hanging out, 
That's uh, yeah. a bit weird. And uh, he's like, oh, I'll have a look at that later on. So he takes it down to his office and none of the kids are allowed. He's got two kids, I've got to say. And his son's uh, a bit weird, does uh, a bit of sleepwalking. His daughter's a bit weird, paints on the wall. And uh, so he takes these, yeah, takes these um, things into his office. She paints on the wall? Yeah. What, like, is she allowed to? Or? Only in a bedroom. Uh, okay. But he takes these films to his office and he's like watching them, family hanging out. Mm. As a look, it's like the family who lived in the house before him are all lacking around in the garden, real happy and that. Playing like frisbee or something. Yeah, somebody's obviously filming them from the bushes. And all of a sudden, yeah, we see them being hanged from the tree, branch snapping, they're being hanged. He's like, oh, God. Picks up the phone, going to ring the cops. The cops answer, he's like, hang on a minute. Puts it down, he thinks, I'm a writer. I've got, I'm going to look into this a bit. Anyhow, he looks at the rest of them. Family barbecue was another family, like clearly years before, being burned in a car, dipping the pool, this family getting drowned in a thingy. And he's like, oh, God. Brilliant premise. Absolutely brilliant premise. Uh, so I really enjoyed the, the first part of the film. In the way is this going, is it sort of like a Fantasy Island thing? Do you know what I remember? Fantasy Island? Do you remember when I mentioned that in the first episode of Fantasy Island? I said yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. Brilliant, it's a good idea. In a way, yeah. Crap execution. Yeah, yeah, it is, yeah. And it's a shame when films mm. like that. But anyway, carry on. So he, he um, the the cops, you know, because he messed up his second book. The cops in the mm-hmm. village, there, they don't like him. They're like, oh, we don't want you and that. Bit of a but jerk. He's, yeah, there's one, there's one cop who's like a deputy, young kid, mm. not that young, but mm. you know, fella, thirties. Mm. Well, he played Ziggy out the wire, so probably thirties, about thirty. Right, and um, he's like, oh yeah, I'm a big fan. Can I have your autograph and that? You know, in secret. He's like, oh, yeah. And it's like, oh, I'll help you out. You know, yeah, help yeah, you out, yeah. help you want to know. Does a bit of digging for him. And what they found out, one little tidbit of information is that the family who got burnt in the car, he sees some in the video and from St. Louis. And um, he finds out that they lived at a certain address. And the family that lived in the house, what he's bought, lived in that address before they moved there. That's <laughs> <Bless> me. <laughs> What, what, what? I don't get that. So he's bought this house so of this family. He's bought an house of a family who lived. What? The family that got killed, right. and he's living in their house, right? They previously moved from St. Louis in another house, and that family was the family that got killed in the car at the family barbecue when they got set on fire. So it's like, that's a bit weird. So they'd moved from a house where previously a family had been killed, do you see? So, right, okay, yeah. And so uh, they moved from, yeah, right, okay. They moved to a, right. Yeah. He starts examining the videos, like, forensically, and he sees, like, in there's, like, mirrors and stuff, mm. and he sees, like, this bloke who's got, like, a real white face, mm. like, long hair, and he's like, oh, what's he doing there? Probably the killer. Probably. Well, he appears in all of them, and they're, like, decades apart, these videos. It's definitely a suspect. Oh, yeah, it's got to be. And, um... But he finds these drawings and it says like Mr. Boogie or something. And the drawings of this fellow. Mr. And, Boogie. Like, all the people being cut. Yeah, it's weird. And um, and then he sees this professor. Oh, oh no, he found some symbols on the walls as well. So he goes to this professor and he's like, Oh, what's these symbols about? And the professor's like, Oh, it's um it's like a um a pagan god, and he was called the eater of children. And it's like, oh man. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, that's sort of the premise, the beginning of the film. Brilliant. Middle of the film goes mental. 
Um, I don't really know what's going on there. It all gets a bit like supernatural. Um, um, he starts seeing these missing kids everywhere, like around the house. He goes up in the loft, looks up in the loft, and then you know the fellow with the white face I was telling you about. He, he, oh yeah. He, he like puts his face in front of him, and he's like, and he falls out from the loft and lands on the floor. Yeah. And he's like, I'm sick of this. Um, come on, we're off. And you've been. It's like when you're watching it, you're saying, Why don't you move from the house? They've got another house. Go move to your other house. That's what he keeps saying. Yeah. All the way through. So he gets his family and he's like, I'm sick of this middle of the night. Come on, we're off. Get in the car. They leave town, you know, to go to the river house. Mm. And that's why I'm going to leave it. Because it's worth watching for the ending. Because I don't want to do a spoiler on it. And it's not bad at the end. But I've got a new rating system, what I was telling you about. And it, it was this film what inspired it. And what it was is that I'm thinking, if you've got 100... Yeah. Split into three, beginning, middle, and end. You've got roughly 33 per, per segment. Mm. And yeah, I would give the beginning 32 out of 33. That's pretty decent. Right, it, isn't it? Because it's an excellent premise, isn't it? You found in your loft like loads of cereal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's brilliant. We could have gone anywhere with that. Mm. Anywhere. But this didn't. Middle, it was bonkers. I have no idea what was going on. So I'd go like four. Out of 33, it was pretty crap. Weird. And then the end, I'd give 20, because it wasn't bad. So if we've got 33, plus 4, plus 20, that gives you like 57. So that's my rating on, I think it That's an interesting... Um, it's a good way of doing yeah, it. Yeah, it is. So let's see what it got. So let's see what it got. Sinister. On right of Mars. So, 2012. I said 57. Sinister yeah. 2. Oh. I don't know. There's a tale, but obviously, I don't. Think, thought, I don't know whether I'd bother with it or not. Thought it was alright to make. I don't think I would because now we know who the bloke is. Yeah. Well, um, what was your rating then? Uh, Thirty-two. Add four. Add twenty. Uh, fifty-six. Fifty-six. Sixty-three. You won't fire off. No, I won't fire off. It's a good system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Good you system. won't fire off there. Yeah, do with the beginning, middle, and end. All right. Well, I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll do with the other ones I mentioned. Lincoln Lawyer. All right. I'd say it was it was a consistently okay film. So I'd go beginning. Hang on, just have a look at Sinister Two. Where there, there, right. you know, there was a yeah, that's it, crap. Yeah, Ethan Hunt in it, in it actually. Ethan um, Hawk. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yes. Oh, that's what I was on about. Ziggy from The Wire, James oh, Ronson or Ranson. Oh, they're all in it again. Well, I don't see how that's possible. I wouldn't mind watching it though. Um. That's weird. Anyway, Lincoln Lawyer. So, Hang on. your system. My system, I would say that it was consistently okay all the way through. So, out of 33, I would give it 20, 20. No, I'd give it 22, 22, 22, 66. 66. The Lincoln Lawyer. 84. Ah, it's a bit high. And then, what was the one I said about Richard Gere and the Fear? I don't even know what it's called. I'll just put. I'll just put. Richard Gear Fear. Gear Fear Norton. I'd give that eighty percent. Mm. Primal Fear. Yeah, that's it. Crazy, that isn't it? Oh, it's just yeah, yeah. Out. Primal Fear. I'd give it eighty percent. It was a good film. Excellent performance from Norton. Better than Lincoln Lawyer, yeah. Oh yeah, I'll better. What's it called again? Oh, Primal, Primal Fear. Fear. Nineteen ninety-six. Seventy-five. Mm, that's at 80. Not yeah. far off again. It's unlikely it to work. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It's, it's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, you watched out. 
Um, I'm not gonna lie, it's been a pretty dry week, dry a couple of weeks for me with it in in the film business. Really, I mean, why? What have you been doing? Well, I I had a trip to Northumberland, um, near Scotland. Yeah. Um, if you're wondering where that is, mm. um, and just to see some family and that, oh, see yeah. how they were getting on. Do they watch um, films? Well, not not really, and well, they do, but like you know, I wasn't really there to watch. I've gone like four hours on a train. That's a socialize and all that. Yeah, it's a torture yeah, and that. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, the other day I watched. Um, uh, what's it called? God. Um, oh, Shaun of the Dead. And uh, Hot not Fuzz. not worth reviewing that one. Um, and and, you know, that's what I mean. It's just not really worth reviewing. You had time to watch those three, three, though, and yet you didn't have time to put in something. You could have watched one film that was worth reviewing. In the... Have you watched anything worth reviewing? On well, that? yeah, I've, I've decided that I'm going to review a film that, I've, that I have seen. I mean, I haven't watched it recently, but I watched it like a month ago. All right, that's acceptable. Yeah. Um, once upon a time in Hollywood. Uh, yeah, I've heard of that. Um, actually, Monkey said won a lot of uh, Oscars and that. Well, Monkey went to pictures to watch it with her mates, and she said it's the worst film she's ever seen. Now that gives me hope because this was, and this I loved you know, it. I thought it was class. Te- generally, if she thinks something's rubbish, it means she doesn't understand it, which means it's complex, which yeah. means it's something that I might like. Yeah. Well, my favorite films. Um, Transformers, isn't it? Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. Oh, no, a top three film. No, Guardians right? of the Galaxy, isn't it? Oh, yeah, I forgot. Well, a top ten is um, Indiana Jones 1, 2, and 3. Oh, yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2. Yeah. Iron Man 1, 2, and 3. And then I think Transformers 1 and 2 is probably <laughs> <laughs> yeah. ten. And there's, there's Monkey's 10. Yeah, yeah. So if she hated it, it's her. That's, that's a good review, really. It's about like Charles Manson and that. Well, you see. So it like starts off in that, and it's about uh, this um, Leo Leonardo DiCaprio, isn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Obsessed, obsessed with Leonardo DiCaprio. It just it? happens. I don't. I don't. Is this a Scorsese? No, it's a Tarantino. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's Quentin Tarantino. Oh, as well. I thought it might have been a Scorsese. Oh, I watched um, Inglorious Bastards as well. Oh, swearing. But, well, no, because um, it's Bastards. Early Inglorious Bastards. I watched yeah. that and. Um, that was good. I think I've seen that. Is yeah, it to do yeah. with like the Second World War? Yeah, yeah, a bit controversial. I don't watch war films though. Yeah, no. But anyway, yeah, this uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So Leonardo Leonardo DiCaprio is like this actor, which is funny because he's an actor in real life as well. So he didn't, really have dream. To, yeah. he didn't really have to do much from last week, really. Oh, last week. Well, it's set in like the uh, 60s. Yeah, mm-hmm. 60s, 70s. Um, and, uh, you know, he's like this uh, actor. Who's in like westerns? Oh yeah, so it's pretty famous. Oh, is that what links then. into Manson? Because Manson used to live on a western film set. I don't know a lot about. Well, he, I didn't actually know that. Oh um, yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, it's true. So probably I didn't so know that's that. Probably that's probably that. And anyway, so yeah, he's like famous from all these films, but he's sort of getting to the back end of his career. You know, he's sort of past his prime. Yeah, yeah. He's falling out of the limelight a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, he's he sort of goes to a set and he, you know he's like drunk or whatever. Well, he ain't drunk, but he's like had a bit to drink and that. Yeah, and he's like forgetting a bit of his. Like Pete Lancaster and Charlie. Yeah, yeah, he's similar character yeah, actually, yeah. And, and he's forgetting a few of his lines and stuff. You know, he needs reminding of his lines, but he's still got it. You know, he's still a good actor and that. Yeah, he's um, he like he's obsessed with being a good actor and 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 keeping a, a high standard. With he's his acting. taking pride in his craft. No, yeah, no, well, there's no wrong with it, but his mate. 
who's his stunt double. Oh, yeah. Brad Pitt. Interesting. Now, he does a lot of the work for him because he obviously does all the stuff. I won't say they're good. I won't say they look alike. And obviously, I mean, obviously the chicks love them, the pair of them. Don't well, they look a bit like a bit like in the film. And that. It's they? a bit like um, what you was on about with Heart to Heart, you know, like yeah, a Roger Moore fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like how it looks I nothing might just like. Another one of them next week. Oh, it's, it's so good. good. Yeah. It's so good. Um, anyway, yeah. So it's like. Oh, so like Brad Pitt takes on Brad Pitt's doing most fighting. of the work. Yeah. And there's like a You're parallel thinking, the way around, wouldn't you? Because um, Leo's a lot younger than Pitt. Not in the film. Really? Well, Brad Pitt's about 65. So. Leo's about 45. Uh, he is. He's older than you think. Google it. He's Tell me Brad Pitt's about 65. He's old. 65? 60. When was seven? 1995. Good film. Great and he film. was... He wasn't that old then. About 30 odd. I'm telling you. He'd be not. Oh, all right. I bet he's 55. I got mixed up. 56. Yeah, there you go. That was about right. But Leo is still a lot younger. 45. 45. 10 years. So you'd think it'd be the other way around, wouldn't you? You'd think Leo would be doing the fighting yeah. whereas Brad was doing yeah. the acting. But he, he. So it makes it unrealistic for me to begin with. Well. Uh, anyway, he's like doing like the fighting and that, and it's sort of like a parallel between um, Leo and his stunt stunt man because the stunt man's doing all the work and that mm. he's working his 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 ass off. Yeah, yeah. For 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 Leo, yeah. you know what I mean? He's, Leo's getting all the yeah, and he's getting all the fame, the cash, and that. Mm. And you know, Leo lives in a massive house in like Beverly Hills, you know, loving life and that, and. His stuntman's living in a caravan. Typical. Uh, and, you know, he's, like, not got a lot of money in that. Mm. So it's a shame, really. But, yeah, he's doing all the work and stuff, and it sort of um, goes forward a bit. Um, and he's, like, gets to know this girl who was, like, a bit of a... Attractive? Bit of a hippie. Well, you can get an attractive hippie. Yeah. Well, possible, don't know. Mm. But all right. Anyway, so yeah, she seems all right. Seems mm. an all right, lass. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, anyway, he like goes to this like place with her and like sees all the family, but it's all like a cult, real weird. Uh, Manson family. So yeah, real weird stuff. Yeah. And anyway, like has a fight with someone, I think, and batters him. Brad Pitt. Yeah, 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 yeah. And anyway, he goes off and. Um, Margot Robbie's in it as well. No. No. She's an attractive lady. She's all right. She's all right. She's, she's very attractive she's lady. She's very attractive, yeah. yeah. Um, a pleasure to watch in this film. Oh, really? Yeah, that's mm-hmm. it. Yeah, very watch it, refreshing performance. That's oh. it. Okay. And um, she's... Um, the character she plays... Oh. Sharon... Tate. Yes. Yeah, yeah. No, Sharon no, Tate she that. plays. Yeah. And um, she's like pregnant and that. Yeah, she gets I pregnant. Know all about it. Yeah, and yeah, um, yeah. Got through the gory details. Well, we're not a gory details podcast. Well, at least oh, no, she survives in this, don't you? She survives in this. Yeah, film. they're like rewritten. It's it. like a parallel. Yeah. It's like another reality thing. It's ass. So at the end, I think there's an important message at the end. Yeah. About Hollywood in general, and I think right. it's a very good message from Quentin Tarantino. Mm. Um, at the end, he's like. 
Brad Pitt's been doing all this work for Leo and that. And Leo's just like, you know, he's just loving himself. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and they're at the house. And anyway, these like, uh, these people come about. Yeah. The Manson. Oh, yeah, 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 the Manson family. family so yeah. they sneak to the house. Tex Watkins, I think he was called, one of his yeah. henchmen. Going to the house and that. And they're like trying to kill Brad Pitt and Leo. Leo. Mm. Well, uh, mainly Leo. Mainly, yeah, do yeah. Right. Mainly Leo, right. really. Um, but anyway, they uh, have a big fight in that. Like Brad Pitt gets stabbed or something. Oh yeah, gets a few wounds. Um, and like they're having a big fight, and um, anyway, he manages to like batter them all, and then gets a flamethrower. <laughs> flamethrower is one of them. Yeah. She, like, runs out into the pool. And then, like, yeah, there's just a big fight scene, and then they, they like, kill them all. Mm. And then that, um, but that Brad Pitt's, like, been, like, stabbed. He's been battered, been broken down. Mm. And Leo's, like, not even been touched, because Brad Pitt's Typical. done all the work for him. Yeah, yeah, as always. As always. Yeah. Even in life, he's doing that. Mm. Um, And next door's, like, um... That's, he lives next door to Sharon Tate. Oh, does he? And Sharon Tate's like comes out and she's like, oh, you know, what's going on in that? You know, what's been happening here? And he's like, oh, yeah, we've got a couple of people come in, try to like kill us. And but that. it's prevented her being murdered. Yeah. And it's uh, like, and, it, and it's like, all oh, right, do you want to come in for a I believe drink? it's called the Labianca household, that. Do you want to come in for a drink and that? And he's like, yeah. And it leaves Brad Pitt. Just leaves Brad Leo Pitt. does. Yeah, Leo's yeah. like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Brilliant, yeah. Because the obviously Sharon... It Bruce Lee in it. Yeah. See, that's a bit weird. That's yeah, what yeah, yeah. Like Bruce Lee. Yeah, it's a bit strange, isn't it? Wins. That's ridiculous. Who does? The guy in Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt beats Bruce Lee. Yeah. That would never happen. Exactly. That would never happen. Anyway, like, um, he leaves Brad Pitt, who's, like, been stabbed in that, and he's like, oh, it's all right, I'll be fine, I'll just go home. And he's like walking, he's like stabbed and that, and he goes, you know, goes um. And I thought it was funny how Brad Pitt's done all this for him. He's, you know, mm. put his life on the line just to save Leo. Mm. Uh, and Leo, the first thing he's interested in is opportunity. He sees opportunity with Sharon Tate, not Sharon as a, and not as a couple, couple, but as a job in a job, like in Hollywood. Sharon Tate was a very attractive woman. Well, she was pregnant though. So, well, yeah, you can still be attractive and pregnant. Fair enough. But anyway, so he goes um, off with his Sharon Tate. Mm. And she's like, oh, you know, he's like, oh, he just wants, he, he sees like an opportunity to bolster his career because she's quite successful at the time. Mm. So he just like straight away just yeah, goes for that. Washed up, goes it? for that. Don't even think about Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt's like, you know, nearly dying and that. And I think the message there is mm. the people in Hollywood actors are very selfish. Yeah, they are, yeah. And talking props, I yeah, that earlier, that's why I don't respect actors. Anything they do in their careers, you can see all this online about you know when they did that video of a man June and that, oh, yeah, God, God, yeah, it was terrible. Yeah. And they are like, yeah, well, they're all in their yeah, mansions, they're absolutely they're, neutral, on yeah, we're neutral, yeah, yeah but yeah, they're all in the mansions but, and that, but, singing but, a song, but, and it was crap, yeah. Anyway, like, I think the message is people like that, even though they can appear to be nice people. And good people. Yeah. Every decision they make mm. is to bolster their career. 
and to help them get to the top. Of course it is. And Brad Pitt put his life on the line. He loves Leo like a brother. Mm. And Leo, after Brad Pitt being stabbed and nearly killed, Chews just ignores him and goes off with Sharon Tate because it's like she... So is it a good thing? Would help him. Yes, yeah, it's good, uh, and I, I like the message at the end as well. And you know, I, I can't I take my it. I can't take my eyes off that headline there. Brad Pitt slams Angelina Jolie. That could be better. Yeah, no, but been that was on the computer screen, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, sorry about this film. So it was a good film. Yeah, great film. Um, I'll, I'll. What sort of a rating would you give it? Rating. Um, uh, use my system. Using your system. Use my system. Yeah. What was the beginning like? The beginning. Uh, remember, it's out of thirty-three. You are, you do have a floating point there. So if something was like absolutely fantastic, any segment, you could give it fair. I'd say, I'd say it's decent all the way through. Um, mm. It's quite a long film, so it's a bit slow. Um, Margot Robbie gives it a couple of points, surely. Yeah, yeah. I think the first one, first bit of it, I'd give it 25. Good. Yeah, yeah. So 25, 25. At the beginning. Then the middle. Middle, I'd give it. In this way, it goes bonkers with Bruce Lee and all that. Yeah, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Middle, I'd give it due to Bruce Lee not winning this fight. Yeah, which is ridiculous. And a bit of. And does it look like what's going on? Um, a little bit, not really. Mm. I don't know. I used to look uh, like Bruce Lee when I was little. Really? Seriously? I'll show you a picture. I bet you could fight like him. I could. Yeah, yeah I could actually. Oh. Anyway, middle. Um, I'd say I'd give it twenty. 20, so yeah. 25 plus 20, you've got 45. Yeah, it was a blue belt in karate. Mm. The ending, 30. Thought it was a good ending. I like the message at the end. So 75 then? Stuff going on. I'd give it 75. 75, yeah. It's a good system. Let's I'd see give it 75. Got. Let's see what it got. And see how accurate this system is. 85. Not far off. Not yeah, far it's off. It's not a bad system. It's not a bad system. That's Brooklyn, isn't it, look? Uh, is it? Yeah, that looks a bit like him, I suppose. No, not exactly. So like yeah. Um, Anyone not mentioned anything? Um, I'll give a honourable mention to Brightburn. Oh, is that about like a superhero thing mm. where he's evil? Mm. I watched on a plane. Um, but I can't really not remember. Not that bad. No. It was better than I thought it was. Was it a bit like Superman? Where they find him in a barn and all that? Yeah, he's a bit like Superman, but he's like evil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he just wants to kill everyone in the end. I mean, I suppose it's a bit gory, not. But it was was interesting. Probably more realistic, because if you had Superman's powers, I know for one, I would not be an undercover reporter. Yeah. Because you have to turn up to work every single day. I don't think so. Yeah. That's what I mean. I would not. No, and he's like. I'm not saying I'd be evil, but I wouldn't be going to work every day. And and he's like. it, it, it was all right. He, he's like, he, he doesn't really know what's going on in that. And he sort of learns that he's, he's not, his mum and dad are actually his mum and dad. He's come, yeah, he's just come yeah. from another planet or whatever. So he's a bit mad about that. Goes off yeah. and kills someone. It was a good idea. I thought it was decent. Um, could it be better? Yeah. But Use the system. Didn't have much budget. Use the system. All right. Start, I'll go. And I'll do it as well because I've one seen a, it. One of brilliant. Start to the film. I mean, I, 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 tell you I what don't I think was it was thinking. that good. I'd, I'd go 17. At the start, because I was on the plane watching it, and I put it on. I was watching it, and I was thinking, is this Superman? 
Mm. It was just the same as Superman. So I, I spent the first third of the film completely confused. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I would give it like 15. <laughs> I'd give it 17. I'd give it 17. Right. Give it 17. Go 17 then, yeah. Middle, it starts getting a, a bit better. It starts going off. Oh, yeah, oh, by oh. then I'd like to. Yeah. It's definitely not yeah, Superman. Yeah. It's um, something else. I'll give it 20. Yeah, all right. Yeah, we'll go with that. So what's that? 37 so 37 far. so far. I, mean, I can't remember what happened at the end, so I can't wait. It can't be that good, though. The ending was... It was all right, but you just, you just sort of knew what was going to happen. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, he won't really, but he proper goes off. Um, Kicks off, like, yeah. It's, it's all right. It's all right. Uh, I'd go 19 at the end. Uh, so, 37, 19 gives you 56. 56. Yeah. Yeah, probably, yeah. I'd probably say that's... What was it called? Bright Bart. Bright Ben. Uh, Bright Ben, look. What's Bright Bart? I've heard of that. I don't know. Wow. Is that, that's what we said, oh no, we said 56, 57. 